0: Welcome to Sailing in the Mediterranean and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Franz. Well, I had a great day skiing last week. Twice I went skiing. Once to Alta with uh, the group I belong to, the Alta Club. And it was powder powder, deep powder, but I had the wrong skis. I had racing cruiser skis, which are pretty tough to ski powder in, but still it was fun. And then I went again on Saturday with my daughter up to Deer Valley and and ran into an old friend up there that's actually sailed with me in Croatia. And he was up from Las Vegas and he just happened to send me a text and say, Franz, are you skiing at Deer Valley today? And I said, yeah. So we met up and skied the afternoon and it was great. It was beautiful. It was fun. And I felt great. My my skiing was good. We had a lot of fun. And then the next day I come down with a cold. So I'm fighting a bit of a cold right now. Anyway, this is going to be the second episode with Ian and Tyler Drogan on their sailboat trip to Greece. And before we get into that, I want to encourage you to support the podcast on Patreon. I really appreciate... The few I guess it's about four people right now that have chosen to support me on Patreon, and I'm looking for more of you. If you like this podcast, if you like what I do, that's the best way you can show your appreciation. Another thing, if you want to get eight of the 16 lessons for the basic Keelwolt certification, sign up for my email list, and I'll give you a link that lets you download half of that audio course. I've had quite a few people take advantage of that. I'm not sure how many have converted to actually buying the course itself, but still I'm glad if I can help some people out there learn the terminology and some of the techniques of sailing. This show is sponsored in part by Sailrite. Since 1969, Sailrite has been equipping self-sufficient sailors with tools, supplies, and knowledge they need to sew for their boats. This second-generation family business is also the maker of the Sailrite Ultrafeed Sewing Machine. The Ultrafeed is a portable, heavy-duty sewing machine that was designed to handle all your maritime sewing projects from sails to covers. At Sailrite, you'll find everything you need to take on your next do-it-yourself project including fabric, tools, hardware, and even hundreds of free how-to video tutorials. Start your next project at Sailrite.com. That's S-A-I-L-R-I-T-E dot com. And with that out of the way, let's get on to the interview with Ian and Tyler Drogan. I want to make an announcement about a service that I'm going to be offering those who think it might be useful to have a consultation if you're planning on sailing in Greece or Turkey. I've decided to offer one-half and one-hour consultations on helping you plan out where you might want to visit when you're visiting these countries and doing a bare boat charter. Now, this is going to be one-on-one or one-on-two. In other words, we can do it uh, as a conference call on Skype if you'd like. And it's going to be basically by you emailing me and saying you'd like to have a consultation, and we'll set up a schedule and do it. Now there'll be a charge for it for a half hour session. There'll be a $75 charge and for a one hour consultation, it'll be $125. Remember I've sailed in these countries for (laughs) over 15 years. There are a few islands in Greece that I have not been to, but there's not very many inhabited islands in Greece that I haven't visited. And I'm always more than willing to say, hey, I don't know anything about this particular island if it's one of the islands that I haven't been to. But over the last 15 years, 10, 15 years of sailing in Greece and Turkey, uh, I've hit most of them. So if that is of interest to you, uh, write me in in the subject line, put in consultation. Write me at franz1 at medsailor.com. All right, I'm back with... Tyler and Ian Drogon, and this is part two of their summer sale. The last time we talked, we were just, uh, you'd overnighted in Archangelos, a little desolate island just north of Liros. So let's continue on from here.
1: Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> the next morning, yeah, this is Ian, by the way. <laughs> Some people think he sounds similarly. Um, so yeah, the next morning we woke up, had a kind of spoke about it the end of the last episode but we had a beautiful night on archangelo slept in hammocks on deck beneath the milky way woke up dove in the clear, crystal clear water snorkel a little bit um got all packed up, got our boat locked down ready to go pulled out of the anchorage and, and we're on our way under sail um but still had our engine on um actually no we didn't have our sails up at this point yet we were just motoring out of the anchorage um and after about three minutes, our engine died, and we tried to get it going again. Didn't, didn't start. Um, it would turn over, but just wouldn't catch. And so we uh, immediately, obviously, put up the sails and kept going. We, um, we, we tried to get it away from we, – we went – we were going south down to Tolendos.
2: Um, uh, no, uh, we were going towards Tolendos.
0: Colimnos, Cal- you mean?
2: Kalymnos, and then Talendos is a is a smaller island, kind of right in the bay of of Kalimnos. So they're right next to each other, but um, two different islands. Yeah, yeah,
1: and we just we were we had to pass by Leros first, and we tried to get um, a good distance away from shore, um, away from Leros, in case the wind died also, so we wouldn't get blown into Leros.
0: Now, um, are you going which, down? Hold on, are you going down the east or west side of Leros at this point in time?
1: the west side okay we're going we're, we're going along the west coast and um after i don't know maybe two hours or so um the wind i mean the wind was dying down quite a bit and we got to a point where we realized we really weren't going to be able to keep sailing um and our engine wasn't working so we got on the phone with
2: fiori and um who was our skipper he was a, a skipper for the first two days of our journey
1: yeah yeah exactly really helpful in a lot of times throughout our trip and this was definitely one of them we um tried to troubleshoot how to fix our engine um we, we tried that for about two hours tyler was down in the engine room um working on that on on the skype video call so um we tried to get the engine going again that we we got to a point where we realized that wasn't gonna happen so we were just bobbing for a while. Um, Sailways was really great and coordinated with some local uh, fishermen to come tow us in. And um, we were we were planning on going to Kalymnos that day, but uh, we ended up getting towed to a mooring buoy on Talendos, um, kind of on the south um, east side of Talendos. Um, and there we kind of you know tied off and. Um, then we, you know, proceeded to coordinate to have a mechanic come out and look at our boat the next day. But that was really, uh, our first, the first time we got to view the, the walls of Talendos and Columnos, which just blew our minds. Just so many climbing routes and such a, you know, beautiful natural landscape. Um, but that, that was a little eventful experience that, um, you know, we were grateful to have sailways to call for help there.
0: What 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 did it turn out to be? Was it a, a clogged fuel filter? There's not that much that can go wrong with a diesel clogged fuel filter. What was the issue? Did you that's, figure it out?
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. It was a clogged fuel filter. Okay. Uh, it, we uh, we suspect that we picked up some bad diesel in Potmos, and or at least that's what the mechanic thought. And so the fuel filter was clogged. We um, as as we were uh, kind of drifting down the coast of Leros en route to Kalymnos, Um, I would say we left around 10 or 11 AM and we ended up getting into Kalimnos, uh, with the tow. Talendos. With Talendos. Yeah. Around, um, uh, eight or nine o'clock. The yeah. sun, the sun had gone down by the time we were in. So we were drifting for quite a while. Um, and while we were tr- troubleshooting, we were trying to, cr- uh, clear the fuel lines from the diesel tank into the, into the engine. um, that turned out not to be the issue. It was the fuel filter. So it was an easy fix, but, um, yeah, but nonetheless it yeah. required us to get towed in.
0: Now, yeah. I've, okay, I've gone down that channel between Tolindos and Kalimnos many times, and I didn't even realize there was an anchorage over on Tolindos. Uh, is there an anchorage, or do you have to pick up a mooring buoy over there?
2: If there's, I think, a single mooring buoy. That I think there's a couple. Really, I think I saw a couple. Where we were, there was one mooring buoy, and then I, while we were in the area at other times, I did see boats moored in in other areas. But there was while we were there um, in the summer of 2016, there there was at least one mooring buoy, um, kind of right in front of the the shops there on Talandos.
0: Hmm. Okay, all right, yeah, I've, I see a couple little piers coming out, but they're shallow, and I've uh, yeah. just always gone right by there, and I've never seen anything. On the other side in Kalymnos, either, to tie off to, so I've always gone around when I've gone down through here it's always been en route to the to the main town of Kalymnos, on the south side, or in the, in the bay north of uh, there there's a couple anchorages up in that bay north of of tolindos so, and, yeah. And in
2: was, yeah yeah,
0: so you spent a, so you wanted to go climbing on this island then that was your big goal then on on Tolindos then.
2: Yeah, on Talendos and Kalimnos, there's there's world class, absolutely amazing sport climbing on um, Talendos and Kalimnos, and so this was kind of our main uh, climbing destination for the trip. <coughs> and um, there was there was we were not disappointed. There was more climbing than we could have done in in months of being there. I think there's about twenty five hundred routes, um,
1: and you know doing five routes in a little session is that's about where we were at at the time so you can do the math we could have spent a long time there um but yeah it was it was a really great experience for climbing um we were all kind of still new to climbing especially outdoor climbing so for us to go from what we were used to to um one of the best climbing destinations in the world was really Really awesome. Different rocks, different kind of rock than we'd ever experienced before, and um, we also had the fortune of meeting a um, a really experienced climber. He was a professional climber who had spent a while living in Yosemite for a couple seasons, and um, you know, really a really helpful. And he offered to take us climbing, and he
2: showed us the ropes, <laughs> so
1: to speak. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, so he was really helpful, took us up to some cool areas that he had discovered previously and um, you know, we, we, then we, from there, we just kind of carried on. We rented scooters one day and went to uh, different parts of the island and
0: Now, are uh, you on Kalimnos or Talendos at this point in time?
1: Excuse me, yeah. So, we were on Talendos. We climbed there for, uh, I think, about three days and then we needed to Go down to the main port of Kalymnos um, to pick up a battery, and then we went back to the uh, kind of channel between Talendos and Kalymnos, and we found a nice little place to drop anchor um, at the beach there.
0: Oh really? Now hold on. We're on are you on, So tell me where you dropped your anchorage be, between the two, because that's uh, that's information I need. So um, yeah. So so over on the Kalymnos side you found a place to drop your anchor?
2: Yeah, so over on the west side of Kalymnos in between um Telundos and Kalymnos, there's the town of Mazouri. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little beach right there. There's yeah, there's a beach right there.
0: Right. I'm seeing it. It's, I'm looking at it. Yep.
2: Yeah, and it, we we event, we initially investigated that beach for an anchorage uh because we saw that there was a boat moored over there. Um uh, we There's two mooring buoys there, I think. But both were taken. Yeah, both were taken, and we were told by the locals that both were kind of privately owned. So we, we really wanted to be outside of the town of, right outside the town of Missouri or Masary. Um It's the main climbing town. Um, and so we, we kind of investigated it. We sent out a couple, a couple of us to go dive down and see what the holding was like. It's mostly seaweed, uh, mostly weeds. We, we found several patches of, of sand, of pretty good sand. And the conditions when we tried it were extremely calm. I would definitely not recommend doing this anchorage if there's forecasted to be any wind or any wind currently um, or any waves. Because it is fairly exposed from waves coming from the north, uh, west and the southwest as well. But the day, the night that we did do it, there was no wind, no waves. We anchored, we dove down and checked our anchorage. Um, we stayed on the boat a little bit to, to make sure that it was holding. And it actually worked out quite well. It, it held really well, but you really do have to find the, the patches of sand in, in the weeds.
0: Yeah, and let me tell you, that wind really blows down through there when the Meltemis are blowing because I've gone down through there many times with uh, a great yeah. following wind. Uh, So I I wouldn't want to be anchored in the wind out there. So, okay. So, so the big climbing area, is that just to the, uh, just to the east of the town then? Is that all those cliffs right to the east of the town there?
2: Correct. Yeah. There's climbing all over the, all over the island of Kalimnos, but there's a lot of walls right behind the town of Missouri that you can see from the, from the water. And there's quite a few um, caves up in those walls that are also really fun to climb so that's definitely one of the the larger areas of climbing on Kalymnos.
0: okay and i'd never I'd sailed with a climber one time when we sailed from Liros over to uh, Santorini, and he was always looking at these places and said, boy that'd be great to climb that and that'd be good. but that's never been something that's interested me but uh I, you know i didn't and I never even thought of Greece as a climbing destination, so you're adding information here this is great, yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you climb
0: yourself Franz? no i'm i I once repelled but, but i've never climbed okay. i used to do i just i used to love to go up and repel all the time free repelling and uh but no, I never really got into climbing that much gotcha. yeah. yeah okay so so you would spend some time on Kalymnos. is it mainly in that town and uh where else did you go on Kalymnos?
1: so we we also um so I, after we had kind of had been there a while, we decided we were going to want it. We heard of a deep water... Well, before that. Well, we... Okay, we spent
2: one one night... No, we...
1: Before... Well, but that,
2: that was still in the same area. We Yeah, but but we spent one night, I think, in the town of Masary. And then we... Um, once the winds started picking up, yeah. we came down to just south of Masary. There's the town of, of Mertes. I'm not sure yeah, exactly it, how you say that. It's
1: about a five five or 10 minute, you know, probably about a 20 minute motor south. And yeah. there's a little harbor there. And, um, yeah, so we were able to, we were able to tie off there. Um, just kind of do a side tie at the slip that's right at the entrance of the harbor. That was the only one that was really large enough for our boat. Most of the other boats there were local fishing vessels. So they were um, quite a bit smaller, but yeah, we were, we got lucky and we're able to tie off there Um, when we first had come, there was another boat there, but they took off. We were able to talk to the, to a guy who was, who was there and he told us that that boat was going to leave. So kind of planned that and came over and tied off there for a couple nights.
2: Um, go ahead. The thing about that tie off is it is still exposed from the Northwest. And so it was better than it would, it was better than once the winds picked up, it was better than anchoring out in front of Masary but it was definitely a bumpy side tie and for anybody interested in comfort <laughs> I would not recommend it as a as a place to anchor your boat or park your boat on the west side of, of uh, Kalymnos when the wind and wave picks up.
1: Also the cleats are really rusty and um, we actually ate through a rope ty- just tying it directly over the cleat and we happened to be at our boat and coming back right as it was you know, the rope was starting to break and we were quickly able to get another rope and put a towel around the cleat and wrap the rope around the towel that was over the cleat. And that could, that was a, I'd almost call it a close call. Cause, um, you know, we thought our ropes were pretty secure, but that cleat, when we then, you know, you moved your hand around it, the rust was just really grating like a saw. So that's something I would note also for anyone tying off there, but that held us, we, we stayed there for um i think two or three nights and then then we went down around the southern end of the island um and we went over into vathius fjord um which has deep water soloing which is climbing without ropes over water so uh if you fall you just fall directly into the water and it was largely overhung so you don't hit the rock below you and that was really that was really awesome um and we took that we took sky over there he was the climber we had met um so we spent a day with him deep water soloing it was our first time doing that it was really really a fun experience just to climb over water um and the harbor was i, I really like that harbor too it was kind of in between it was in a little bit of a valley i don't know if
2: you've
0: um yep, stayed I've, there before I've, I've been there and I'm, you're lucky to get a spot in there because it's usually really crowded in there
2: huh okay you know i don't know if if less people were going to greece this summer or not but it was less crowded than i anticipated it being and Vathy's fjord uh the the harbor in there there weren't that many boats in there and the restaurants on yeah. in that area and in a lot of other areas of greece were really really seemed like they were hurting for business so that when we were there that town was really quite quiet
0: yeah, summer before last, Neil, Jack, Andrews, and I did a podcast from the, one of those restaurants right up there, at the, the right at the end of the bay up there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had
2: uh, Aaron turned 27 that night. That's right. So we had his birthday at one of those restaurants.
0: All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a neat little harbor. I like that harbor, and It's, uh, but again, it's, it's touchy because you almost have to – Motor all the way over to the other side and drop your anchor and then back in because it's not exactly. you don't have a, it's kind of very narrow. much room, yeah.
1: Definitely wouldn't have wanted to do this harbor for our very first uh anchorage, but or our very first place. But yeah, it it was a nice little place. We spent one night there.
0: Okay. All right. Where to next?
2: So our next trip, um our next little crossing was down to um coast. Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah coast and that was that was uh so from from Kalymnos i think we spent about 10 days total on Kalymnos um and we had just to give you a little reference we were about uh by the by the time we had left Kalymnos we had about um 2 weeks left maybe two and a half weeks left of our six week charter
0: (laughs) (laughs) time flies then huh it does
2: yeah and that's the thing we thought we initially planned to hit all of the islands that we've discussed so far maybe crete um a lot in the the central aegean there um and then also the east coast of the peloponnese so we definitely did not get to all that we had planned because time just went so so fast and we were spending longer than we thought we were going to at each of these islands because we found that there was a, so much to explore and, and enjoy on each of the islands that we were on.
0: All right. So, so which Harbor did you go into in coast then?
2: So on coast, we, our, our kind of end goal was to work our way back West over to Santorini and uh, we didn't want to do that in one day from Kalemnos. We left kind of maybe in the afternoon um, from Kalymnos, and we, we decided to break the journey into, uh, three, three kind of legs. So the first leg was down to coast. And instead of going over to the Eastern side, actually, I don't, I'm not too sure where exactly the harbors are on coast, but we, we went to, I think we, it was right, right here at mess.
0: Uh, it was
1: near the Western um side on the it was, it was near the west on the northern side of the island it was a really small little harbor um there were no other yeah there were no other uh you know the, the only other boats there were local sailing vessels, or fisher boats, or fisher boats,
2: boats, boats yeah. fishing
1: boats so it was it's not a i think a typical harbor to stop at we just kind of um i think
2: learned about it from, from fiori um i think we read about it on the cruisers wiki that's right I, yeah, yeah. And it's really, I don't think it's made for sailboats because the, the holding is really not good. The only reason why we were really able to stay there um, was that we were, we were, once we made it into the harbor, we were kind of motoring around trying to find anchorages and, and then the, the anchorage kept slipping. And the fishermen in the area were really friendly. They came down, talked to us and told us that we could side tie to uh, their friend's uh, fishing vessel and so that's what we ended up doing, um, and we stayed there for one night. There was a little restaurant there that that um, kind of serves the beach there, but I wouldn't really want to stay there longer than one night. It was kind of just a, a stopover for an evening en route to uh, um, Santorini. Okay,
0: so I'm looking at Google Earth. Are you guys looking at Google Earth too?
2: Yes. Okay, uh, I'm. See- okay,
0: yeah. okay, I'm looking at latitude thirty six. Um, forty-six point four three minutes north, and twenty-five minutes thir- fifty-seven point eight four four east. Is that about? Is that the harbor you're talking about, where it just basically is like just one tiny little harbor with a straight down uh, key on it? And it almost Lee? looks like it's a harbor for a, a commercial harbor for something. Like they might be mining something there
2: we uh we don't have the lat long well, uh,
1: coordinates on on google maps but what you're describing like, does here i'm going to i have found it on google maps before i know that so uh, let me i can switch over to earth mode here but um what you just described does sound about right it, it it's a it's a very small it yeah it does seem have kind of like an industrial mining field to it there's really no other uh um, there's no other boats that were not fishing
0: okay and i didn't even there, i so, and i didn't even know there was uh, anything down there, so this is new information to me too, but it looks like it's also really shallow on the entrance
1: exactly i was it's it's shallow throughout most of it there was when i mean we had a i think aaron dove in the water and which was pretty normal we would kind of one of us would go down and put on the snorkel mask and scout out our holding or you know where we were going to go and um i think where we ended up uh side time to the other fishing vessel we had about a foot between the bottom of our keel and the ground so it was it was uh not the most optimal place to bring a boat um to bring up a sailboat but uh it did work out for us for a night i think a larger vessel obviously with a you know, would have, would struggle there, but it it did work out for
0: us. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't know there was even any anchorages at all on the north or the northwest side of Kosh or coast, however you want to say it. So that's uh that's, that's news to me. So, okay. So you went straight down from Columbus to that place then.
2: And that was quite it, a nice sail. We were sailing with the wind, really pleasant. Only took us a couple hours.
1: And actually I did just find the, the uh, coordinates. It was 36 Point seven seven um and then twenty six point nine six. So I d th- I I don't remember what you said,
0: but um,
2: twenty six point nine six. Twenty six point nine six one eight two uh four one eight two. Yeah, sorry. Thirty six point seven seven four one seven four twenty six point nine six four one eight two.
0: Hmm, this might be a different place that I'm looking at. So is it down towards the southeast or farther north then? Because if I'm looking where I'm at. Uh, it's really
2: down towards the southwest, but on the north side of the island.
0: Okay. I think we're looking at the same place. So,
2: okay. all right, Yeah.
0: All right. Continue on. So from here, where did you go?
2: From there, we sailed um, – West over to Astipalea. I'm actually I'm not exactly sure how you say that. Uh, are you that, familiar that, with that's that? That's how
0: I say. it. Yeah. So you missed Niseros then. So you didn't go down to Niseros. You went over to Pelea then. Okay. Correct.
1: Yeah. At this point in our trip, we, I, I think we, Tyler said two weeks. I think it may have been closer to like ten days or so that we had remaining in our trip, and we wanted to hit Santorini. We wanted to go to Eos, and you know we we knew there was still uh some long days ahead of us there so or long for what we were used to. So um you know and we we just spent one night on Ossipalea. Um, we
0: did you go we to, the to the northern did th- the northern Anchorage or to the town? The to town the town. Okay. On the south of the Anchorage. Alright. Yeah.
1: Really nice harbor there I thought.
2: I really like that harbor. Yeah. I've read that they redid the harbour there recently. It used to not be as nice, but when we were there it was it was quite beautiful i could have stayed there longer
0: yeah 30 about 34 miles is how far it is from from where you were at i think the the day before then Uh, yeah
2: and that was quite a nice sail
0: yeah okay
2: Yeah. yeah and i'll just mention at this point in the trip we were we really had kind of um learned a lot about sailing and just how to live on a boat and so we were enjoying the sailing quite a bit more and and really looking forward to the days when we would um be sailing
0: Okay, and you had room in the harbor because every time I've gone by there, the harbor's always been full. So you had room in inside the harbor then when you got there.
1: Yeah, the, we we I think there was um, there may we may have gotten the last spot there. I know I know I do know it was pretty crowded. It was also really windy that day, and the yeah. wind was coming directly away from where we needed to back into. So um, it took us I think two or three tries because I mean it was just really extreme wind and we realized um part of our genoa was out a little bit um we hadn't furled it in really tightly so we actually had to pull out of the harbor furl it in so there was you know no part of it was still catching wind and then try it again and uh, that way we were able to get it but um yeah it it was a beautiful harbor we were able to you know walk up and go out to dinner
2: um you know overlooking the kind of little bay there but Yeah, and we didn't have any bow thruster on the Bavaria that we were on. So we, I think it took us um, maybe three or four attempts. And then right after we were successful at it and and had tied off, uh, a a group pulled in and they had, um, I'm not sure exactly the model of their boat, but they definitely had a bow thruster on it. So while they blew off, they were able to just correct, self-correct really easily, but
0: so you had a side breeze when you were trying to back in. That is the problem. Is what what, I, what it yeah. sounds like to me. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. the side breeze. Yeah, yeah. That makes it really yeah. hard to back in on a boat. Yeah. 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 Yep. Now, did you walk up to the the saddle and and go to dinner up there? Or did you eat on the waterfront there?
2: We ate on the waterfront there, right in town. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we were just there for just one night, kind of got there in the evening, uh, late afternoon, evening, stayed the night, and we left the following morning quite early.
0: Okay, so where was your destination the next day? All the way to Santorini?
2: Correct, yeah. So that, we, that's a
0: long day.
1: Yeah, it, it was a pretty long day, but it it was smooth. It was, uh, we had um, pretty good wind that day. We came around, we came in around the northern side of the island we um went of to Santorini Of Santorini yeah we uh looked for i mean y- you probably know the it's the the shores of Santorini are just really steep you can't get an anchor in anywhere around there. The only option is really uh mooring buoys at least you know, that was our understanding, so we spent about two hours trying to figure out where to where we could you know get our boat positioned. And then we ended up, um, you know, we, a couple of us went into shore with our dinghy and we talked to some of the locals. And um, there was a pretty large motor yacht that was, um, you know, that was at the one little slip where you could kind of back into. And so we were able to tie off next to them
2: for the first two nights. Um, I should say this is right below uh, the town of Ia, just on the, oh yeah, uh, just south of Ia. Ia.
0: Yeah or, or O-I- I, O-I-A? I, oia okay yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that how you say okay Ia. so that's how you say oia i always said Oa, but that's okay
2: I, I thought it was oia too is it O-I-A? i'm i heard Ia, but i don't quote me on that i i really don't
0: know <laughs> okay O-I-A. so because i've been around that bay and i've never found anywhere to anchor in that bay but there is a, a mooring buoy okay i see where you're saying there's like a key that comes out there at the bottom of the hill where there's a windy road going up is that what you're talking about
2: Exactly, yeah, right where the uh, the donkeys go up the hill. And we were told about it by Fiore, who was our skipper for the first two days. And he, he said that there's kind of a larger um, buoy, like a really large buoy that a lot of the yachts tie off to. And then they will, then from that buoy, they'll med more up to the dock. Yeah. And he said that we could do that. The problem was we didn't have enough rope. It was quite a ways away from the dock and we didn't have enough rope to make it all the way to the dock. So like Ian said, we ended up just um, side tying to the larger um, power yacht for the first two nights.
1: Well, also the place we were going to back up to one of the, uh, the, the captain of the Harbor, the the guy who was running the Harbor heat or the little area, he said that there was going to be a boat that would come there to drop off and pick up passengers. There's a ferry or I think it was a tour, uh, like a boat tour that would come and, you know, yeah. drop off there. So, I don't know if that would have worked. Anyways, I think there's maybe one spot if it, if there's small boats, maybe two spots that you can med more there. But there was already a larger motor yacht. <clears throat> Luckily, um, the captain of that boat was really friendly and offered to have us side tie there um, for the first two days. Then, when they were going to be picking up passengers um, for the for to depart, they asked that we um, untie and go find somewhere else because uh, you know they, they didn't want to have us there when people came. But th- by that time, one of the mooring buoys had freed up, and we were able to get that and stay there um, for a night. So that was a little bit tricky to get our boat there and have a place that we could park it. Um, definitely not as easy as any of the other places we went to, but it did work out. We spent, I think, two nights there, one night next to the boat, the motor yacht, one night on the mooring buoy, um, and just kind of walked up the steps and, you know, did the classic things that Oya or Ia went, you know, saw the sunset, which is it's, the town is famous for their sunsets and kind of walked around. Um, and then went over to one of the days we had taken a bus over to Parisa, um, Parisa Beach, which is on the other side of the island. Um, that's that's where I. I think I referenced earlier, I had seen the uh, sailor who um, put down his anchor there and kind of paddle into shore that I met in 2011. So I I, I kind of wanted to do that again. And we all, after seeing that beach, really were into that idea. There were also there was also climbing right there. The, there was a big cliffside that kind of bordered the beach. Um, so after two nights in Oya, we... Had a really nice day sail. It, it didn't take very long, but we went around, um, let's see, we went right through the channel um, on the west side of Santorini, around the southern tip, and then to Parisa Beach, where we were able to drop anchor. Really nice beach. Um, I'm not sure with with winds um, how that would be, but it was really nice when we were there. Um, really easy to drop anchor, but just a very consistent grade of sand, um, on, you know, for the bottom and really easy to drop anchor and then swim to shore. So then we spent only one night there. There's
0: actually. a couple of hazards to navigation you have to watch out for on that Southern shore. Were you watching your charts pretty carefully?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, um, and, and then when we got closer, when we approached the beach, like we did many times, we, um, I actually, that time, that occasion, it was me who jumped out and, um, put on the snorkel mask and, you know, scouted out the bottom and, uh, found a good place to come in.
2: But yeah. Yeah. And we were definitely watching, um, I believe we used, we used Navionics quite a bit. Um, it was easy to use on our phone and then we would also, um, have the GPS unit that we had, which was down inside the, um, inside the boat. So we would also have that going as a backup, um, and we would watch both of those very carefully to make sure that we weren't going to be going anywhere near any submerged uh, hazards.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now I've never anchored there. I always I've always gone into the marina there. That's just around the corner at. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the only marina really in, on Santorini. So you so you anchored there. You've anchored, you've been two places on Santorini that I haven't been. So that anchorage mm-hmm. was a pretty good anchorage and lots of lots of restaurants ashore there too.
2: Lots of restaurants, yeah, definitely. Lots of restaurants. There's some nice, night, night, uh, nice nightlife. The the beach is really nice there for swimming. Um, if there's any kind of southerly wind coming from the south, it would be very exposed. Um, or or any waves from the south. But we were actually pretty blessed. The weather was fairly mild, and right where we were, kind of um, up against the cliff at the end of the beach on Parisa, so we were we were fairly sheltered from the wind coming from the north so for us it worked out quite well um and then just to to jump around r- uh, real quick i should just say that ia or oa um when we were up there there's plenty of mooring buoys that if if somebody was going to be trying to uh, sleep up there there's plenty of mooring buoys but the problem is they're taken up by private day charter companies and so uh, we've been told that they're very, very territorial about the, their those mooring buoys. So if you come through there, it may look like there's plenty of opportunity, but just beware that you may be told to leave if you do uh, latch onto one of those buoys. So it's really um, just the buoys
0: so really- off the front of the, the key there, it looks like, then that you can tie off to.
2: Yeah, yeah. And actually, we, we kind of chanced it and, and tied off to another buoy Um, after we, we left that key and we were okay. Nobody bothered us, but I do know that we we've been told, I do know that, um, actually no, we, we tied off to one buoy and we're told to leave and then tied off to a different buoy and that one worked out. But I think it was probably kind of just luck of the draw.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. No, that's, that's good information. I didn't think there was anywhere in the caldera. At least it's not in Rod Heichel's book that you can tie off there that I'm aware of. And I went over to the island of Therasas. Anyway, the island to the yeah. west, looking for a place over there, because I thought I might be able to anchor, but it was just too, too deep to anchor anywhere along that coast. Yeah,
1: gotcha. Yeah.
0: All right. So you uh, you relived your uh, your uh, experience of, of paddling out to your yeah. boat. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> it felt good. And those cliffs there that we anchored up next to or, or near that kind of bordered the beach, there was a little bit of climbing there. So we, we did climb. It wasn't anything near as, as good as the climbing on Kalymnos, but it was still fun. And it was, it was fun to be able to climb and look down and, and see the boat and see the beach. And, um, yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Good. So let's continue on from there. Where did you go after one night there and then where did you head next?
1: So from there, we, and actually our departure from there was quite an experience that we went up to Eos, but we were planning on, we we came in to Parisa um, in the late afternoon, um, went into shore, climbed, went out to dinner, came back. The next day, we kind of lounged around the beach, had a pretty mellow day, read, got online, did that kind of thing, and we had talked about leaving to go to Eos that day, but we're all kind of wanting a pretty mellow day until about eight o'clock rolled around and we were just sitting on the beach and um, said, well, maybe we should go to Eos. It's only about you know five, six hour uh, sail away. And we kind of were like, I don't know, maybe. And we're all feeling a little bit of energy kick in at that time. So we came together pretty quick in about 10 minutes. Uh, we all made the decision um, and again, for those who are just jumping on this episode, it was uh, me, Tyler, our friend Spencer, and then Anna and Aaron, um, who you know we all kind of decided we wanted to do a, a night sail. We had heard about night sailing. We had never done it. So we kind of, in an impromptu decision, decided to get back to our boat, go shopping, and uh, you know, kind of split up the responsibilities and then set sail. So we all ran around, did those things. Uh, about forty-five minutes later we were pulling up our anchor and we set sail around sundown or a little after sundown to go to um Eos and we then went around the easterly side of the island. Um Santorini of, of Santorini and then sailed up to Eos, we got in at about two in the morning, um, went to the main harbor and uh you know backed in um and then went out that night. But uh, yeah, that was that was a fun little experience. And uh, so, what, the, t- uh, what
0: time did you arrive at EOS then?
2: About two a.m.
0: Okay, so about the nightlife just getting going then.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the the entrance coming into EOS was actually a little bit of an experience. As we were coming in um, around two a.m., there was a catamaran that had gotten its prop stuck around the anchor chain of um, another boat that was Medmore kind of on the quay there. So as we were coming in, there was a a bunch of people in the water trying to get that boat unstuck. And we pulled in, did one circle around the the harbor of Eos. And as we did that, there was a kind of a a luxury, larger sailing yacht there. And the captain of, of that boat came out and started just absolutely yelling at us, in greek very agitated really angry we couldn't quite figure out what what he was um angry about but as we did our whole process of med mooring which i think we got on on the first try he uh he was yelling at us throughout the whole thing um so we we kind of brushed that off um never quite figured out exactly what he was angry about i i kind of think he just didn't want to wind up like the catamaran that had gotten stuck around the prop of the other boat. Um But once we were all safely docked in, in Eos, he kind of calmed down. And where we were in Eos, I think that night um the anchorage was quite fine, but, or the, the, the moor was quite fine, but later on that Harbor actually also got fairly windy, really windy, got pretty wavy. So,
0: yeah. So you're on the outside of that key then, backed in? The, the uh, commercial, not the commercial key, but the, the, uh, not, uh, across from where the ferry backs in?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Yep. Yeah. And we were kind of on the, on the um, more western side of it.
0: Yeah. When I went in there the first time, I actually anchored way up in the end of the bay. And now they don't allow you to do that anymore because that's the turning area for the ferries.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so now they make you tie up to the to the dock to the key, but uh, yep. initially I one time I actually did an overnight sail by myself from the harbor of Santorini, all the way around the west side up through the caldera and then uh, up to Eos and just drop my anchor in that bay. But now you can't do that. So ah, okay. So Eos, yep. one night of uh, debauchery, I guess. Ooh. Sorry, we have a those damn smoke alarms. <laughs> we have
2: a smoke alarm coming off, yeah. Sorry about that.
0: That's okay. Um
2: so yeah, we we got to EOS and um we got in around two AM. We still kind of had the energy to get up and go. Um it was actually not not too long of a walk to go uh up to the, the town where where the nightlife is. And so we walked up there. And um yeah, the nightlife really doesn't get started on EOS until around that time. So we uh we made it up there and, and had a really good night out all together. Uh I think stayed out past the sunrise, walked up to the top of a hill there in town and, and kind of watched the sunrise there. And then returned down to our boat and, and just passed out.
0: <laughs> all right. So you spent the so you probably spent two nights there, one night to get up there and one night to recover, huh?
2: Yeah, actually I think we were there we were there. Oh, that we were there two nights. two nights. We were planning on leaving but then we realized
1: our anchor was stuck on a chain that ran along that ran the length of the harbor and uh we were told that that, that a lot of boats get stuck on that. Um we kind of you know, went right over our anchor, tried to pull it up. We had someone get on our boat, you know, a local there, try to help us out, but After a while, we were told that it probably wasn't going to work. We tried everything we could from our boat. So then we went and found a diver who agreed to help us the following morning at about 7 a.m. So that kept us stuck there for an additional night and we were a little nervous because we were supposed to be back. This was on um, August uh, 3rd and we were supposed to be back in Alamos in Athens on August 5th and we had quite a ways to go. So Um, so luckily in the morning of the fourth, um, the diver was able to get the anchor free real quick on within about five or 10 minutes of going down. And so we just took off directly from, you know, after we got up our anchor, we paid him and just took off. But yeah, I think a total of three nights on EOS.
0: How much did they charge you to, to do that? Do you remember?
2: It was a, uh, I think, a hundred euro yeah. for the diver. Yeah.
0: That's that's yeah. pretty good pay for the diver. So, exactly. that, yeah. How deep was it? Was it too deep for you to free dive down there?
2: It it was a bit too deep. Yeah, for and us. For us, Weird. I'm sure somebody that that knows how to free dive could have done it, but we none of us were were that great or are that great at free diving. So, it was maybe four meters. No, no, I think it was four meters. No, I I think it was a bit deeper at maybe that point. Maybe a bit deeper, but. Yeah, and we when
1: we it was talked definitely to definitely a bit deeper. I think it was about
2: twenty or thirty feet. When we talked to the diver, he said that there is kind of a, a large piece of metal embedded on the the floor of the that harbor, and that every now and then boats do wrap their their um, anchors around it pretty well. I think there's um, a chain that runs the length. Yeah, of the harbor. Yeah, he said they've tried to dig it up with a um, crane and all sorts of equipment, but I haven't been able to get it out. But um. Yeah, he so, was able to get us unstuck pretty quickly, and, and we were on our way.
0: All right. The, Rhodes has a place, a, a chain like that in the harbor, too, and I think they don't want to get it up because it provides employment for the divers. So
2: That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking when he kind of said that they've tried to get it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. From Eos, where did you go?
2: From
1: here, we had our longest crossing of the trip. We went... All the way back to uh, the P- Temple of Poseidon.
0: Wow, um, that's a long haul. That's a long, long yeah. haul. Yeah,
1: yeah. We left it around, I think, just after seven a.m. And, and we we didn't have any wind that day. We had we motored the whole way,
2: Which but was it was actually a blessing because winds from the north with that crossing wouldn't would not have been great. Yeah,
1: yeah. So totally flat water. We were able to even read on on board, and uh, I think it took us about. I don't know 13 hours or so um we got in after dark um and and basically anchored at the same exact spot where we had on our very first night so it was really kind of a feeling of coming full circle in our trip um you know looking at the at the temple and being in the same position um had our last meal on board the boat and was our last night there um, before continuing back to alamos the following day and kind of returning our boat and concluding that part of the journey. Um, but, yeah, that was that was our return route from EOS. Well, well
0: that looks like about 80, 86 nautical miles in one day. So that was a long, long yeah. day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 But All it wasn't right. too bad. It was flat. So we were able to do quite a bit on the boat.
0: Did you have yeah. an autopilot on the boat or did you just take turns steering?
2: We did. We had an autopilot. Yeah. That definitely helped. Without an autopilot, that that would have been a, bit, a little different.
0: All right. So from Santer, uh, from Cape So Union, you just did basically a hop into Athens the next day, then.
2: Exactly. exactly yeah. 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 Woke up fairly early, um, set sail, made it to Athens early in the morning, and and disembarked, and uh, yeah, that was that. That was the charter.
0: All right. So we're back. What was the uh, put up like? Did they nick you for any excess, any damage on the boat, any lost towels? What was the did they do an inventory at the end?
1: They did do an inventory and inspection. We talked about a couple little things with the boat, but there was I mean, nothing really significant. The the, si- the along the side, I don't know what it would, I don't know the name of it, but there was kind of a, a piece of wood that went along the side that was already kind of um you know a little warped and had some issues before the trip we we kind of talked about that but basically oh i think the only thing that we really broke was um a hatch one of the hatches
2: in um the front hatch hatch for the for the front cabin um which i was sleeping in um was i that it was a little bit cracked and i think that happened um sometime along the trip when when it was opened up but other than that, it was really a well it was a really uneventful charter as as far as repairs and damages go and they were um, they were really
1: great. They returned our deposit right away and um you know that day and um you know
2: did a did
1: their inspection and we said farewell to them and everything was good overall i, yeah. I mean sailways, sailways did a great job of providing us a good boat um kind of providing support at the points along the journey that we needed it. Um, I mean, it wasn't part of our deal originally for Fiori to come on for the first two days, but I think they kind of sensed our inexperience you know, when we first got there back in June and knew it would be really helpful for us to have him along. And so they kind of provided him at no additional cost. And like I said, he was really helpful. I think that made a big difference in our journey as a whole.
2: Um, as first time sailors there. Yeah. And we saw him, I mean, they have a lot, many other boats in their fleet. And so we saw Fiori and, and, um, others in, from the sailway company on different islands. We saw them on Mykonos. We actually saw them on Eos. Um, we saw them all over the place and we're in contact with them on phone quite a bit. So they, they were all very friendly. Um, we went out with them a couple times. Great people.
0: All right, let me ask you about the phone. Did you get a, a SIM card for Greece, or did you just use your regular a phone from we the used, United States?
1: We used Skype, so okay. we didn't. Yeah, so any calls we made, we did get a we did get a, a mobile internet hotspot that we took with us. That we we signed up for that in Athens. And again, Sailways. I think um, a guy named Greg, who was with them, he took us to the store and helped us work out. Contract. They they originally wanted us to sign up for a like a twelve month contract, and uh, you know that wasn't really going to work in for order us. to get the bandwidth that we wanted. Yeah, exactly. You know. In order to get the bandwidth we wanted, but um, working with them, they kind of helped us get a situation that worked for us that we could cancel. Um, so we we uh, did have a mobile hotspot with us um, that we were able to connect to the internet and make calls on Skype from. Um, as well as you know, check our email and, and things like that. But uh, we didn't get a SIM card or a local phone number. Um, we just use our phones to connect to their to Wi-Fi and yeah, do that.
0: All right, that's a good that's a good solution because it's a real headache. It used to be very simple to get a SIM card. You'd walk up, they'd give you a SIM card. But now they make you take your your passport up and do a lot of other headaches that I yeah. guess uh, makes it a little more difficult. Will you provide us with web? sites for uh sailway so we can pass it on put it in the show notes and yeah uh, okay great and uh, any other words of advice for anybody contemplating the same trip yeah
1: for sure so this may only apply to uh uh you know a few people but in if you're trying to get into learn how to sail in santa cruz um pacific sail a guy named mark Kraft runs that school he, he was awesome and Um, learned how to sail pretty affordably and great experience. Um, Overall, I would say be, be humble in taking advice and being receptive to the conditions and wind that is kind of provided to you as opposed to taking what I think a lot of us kind of have as our mode of operation where we set our intentions and what we want to do and kind of expect that Whatever we want to have happen can happen if, if we just apply our will. Um, that's not something that really works all the time in sailing and something that um, I know for me personally I needed to kind of step out of and realize that it wasn't all up to me what was going to happen and where we were going to be able to go on a given day. Um, and then just, I guess, I mean, for me I, and for for those who don't have a lot of experience sailing going into this kind of thing, Um, just to kind of, instead of think that it's out of, out of reach to kind of think that, uh, you know, just look, look concretely at what it's going to take to do what you want to do and, um, come up with a plan. And it really is pretty simple. So, um, I mean, I I think that applies
2: to everything. Um, and then for more
1: experienced sailors,
2: I I don't know, just, uh. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that we noticed on the trip was that. Many of the the people that we saw sailing, and, and definitely more of the long term cruisers, um, were not there were not too many people in our age uh, cohort, and there were some people doing like week long or two week long charters in our in our age range, which was awesome to see. But there seems to be kind of a um, not many people in our age range will go out and, and do the sailing, and, and maybe there are more and more nowadays, but. I would just encourage anybody at at any age that has any interest in doing it to really go for it and do it because I know to us in the beginning when we came up with this idea of going and sailing in the Mediterranean for six weeks, um, to me it it sounded kind of far-fetched and a little bit like a daydream. But when we got actually down to planning it and got down to the nuts and bolts, um, it it really – very quickly moved into the realm of, of feasible and was actually definitely required some work and planning and forethought, but was really, really worth it once we pulled it off. Um, the other, the other piece of advice is if you are planning something, something like this, um, just really reach out to the sailing community. Cause I emailed probably five or 10 different people in the sailing community beforehand asking for advice on, um, on, on, Different aspects of the trip, yourself included, Franz, and everybody, almost everybody, wrote back with extremely detailed um, information and helpful information. So the cruising community, the sailing community, was really helpful and really supportive of us in this in these efforts. Um, as far as the actual sailing process in Greece and particular information, um, yeah, maybe maybe you just realize that you're going to want to spend more time at each island than you originally thought. Yeah. And you may not get to as many destinations as, as you <laughs> think you would. Cause we, I mean, we maybe did half of the trip that we thought we were going to do. Originally, we thought we were going to have time to go to Crete and the, the Peloponnese. And there's a lot of awesome climbing in the Peloponnese that we didn't see. So yeah, things just take longer than, uh, than you might originally anticipate. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah good advice and I found,
2: yeah i found that website for sailways it's uh sailways.gr so s-a-i-l-w-a-y-s.gr and i believe they actually added a couple of new yachts to their fleet this year
0: great thank you so much yeah. for being on the podcast i really appreciate you uh the two hours we've spent together this is great Thank yeah, you. Franz, yeah. Thank,
1: thank you for, you know, reaching out after seeing that article. Appreciate it. This has been good for us as well. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. Thanks again. Yeah. Thank you very much, Franz. All
0: right. And keep in touch. If you go sailing again, I want to get another report of where you go next time. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah we will. We Absolutely. will. We're looking maybe at the Caribbean, although we have a lot more research to do to figure that out. But we were, that's kind of the area that we were looking at. For this fall. For this
0: fall. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you for listening. If you have suggestions for future episodes on topics that you would like me to cover, please write me franz1 at medsailor.com. If you like this podcast, please go into the iTunes store and give it a thumbs up. I really appreciate the people that write the comments and and promote the podcast in that way. If you want to support the podcast, please go to patreon.com backslash medsailor and sign up. I'd really appreciate it. life is short. In the end, all that really matters is the memories you make. So make a few. Go sailing.